Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. If you like listening to beautiful voices like ours instead of reading words, then head on over to Audible where you can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash paratruth where you can choose from over 180,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views. And it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And just a few housekeeping things before we get on to tonight's show. First and foremost, if you are new to Paratruth Radio, feel free to check out our website, paratruthradio.com. You'll be able to learn more about us and about our show. You'll also be able to check out our last and all, that is, 148 episodes of Paratruth Radio since the beginning. Uh, so you're going to want to check those out if you like tonight's show. Holy balls. Yes, 148. We're almost at the 150 mark. It's amazing. Keeping track of that stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in other news, we do have something very cool, finally, for something that I've been wanting to share with you guys. I know Justin has been, too. Yeah. But uh, after many, many, many months and, dare I say, years, because it's been a while well, now. <laughs> the, the idea has been years. Actually, it's, getting it going has been months. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, Justin's book is finally complete. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we are looking forward to that. We're looking forward to a future episode all about him and his book, because let's face it, it's not always about us. But I've been looking forward to this episode, and I'm just happy that he's finally got it done. Yeah. So I'm really excited about this, because I've been pushing Justin for the last year to really buckle down and get this book done. He's been buckling down and working really hard. It's been tough. I know what it's like. I know those of you uh, who are authors out there who tune in every week, you know what it's like to get a book done, especially uh, when you have a specific uh, time restraint and you're focused and pushing to meet it. And despite the fact that we've missed one, (laughs) the last date that we wanted to get it out here, we're finally here midsummer, dude. I'm going to pass it on to you for a moment just so you can tell people a little bit what it's about because I know we have friends out there who have been interested in this topic. Yeah. So the title of the book is called The Legendary Creature Project, The Griffin. Now, this book is about a griffin named Achilles. Achilles wakes up in a laboratory being told that he was found, that he is special, and this protagonist... Dr. York Hemshine is the one that has found him. Now, through 
the first, I'd say, half of the book, uh, we find out that Achilles isn't what he is assumed to be. He himself finds this out as well as a lab assistant named Hillary who decides to help Achilles escape the lab that he's in to to get away from Dr. York Hemshine. And through the last half of the, the book, it's about the escape and the adventures of Hillary and Achilles after they escape the laboratory. Mm-hmm. And we have a somewhat specific or specified time on a release date for this, do we not? Yeah. Um, I'm shooting for July 1st. I'm waiting on cover art. So if you guys are listening to this Sunday and it's not out yet, it will be out next week or this coming week sometime. And if you're not following me on my author page on Facebook, do that. You'll see the updates as uh, time permits and as I'm, I'm getting them as well. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited about it. Um, one thing that uh, was suggested to me is to get out there, get on podcasts, get on college radio here in Bismarck, and you know, get the, the word out that way. So I'm I'm looking forward to trying getting it rolling. Heck yeah! So that's that's awesome, dude. Congratulations, finally getting that done. Uh, it's been a journey, and I yeah. know you're excited to finally wrap this one up and move on to the next project. Uh, so we're looking forward to that as well. Uh, but, folks, we are going to come back to this story later on, uh, sometime a couple weeks down the road, because we are going to have an episode specifically about Justin's book. Uh, so keep a watch out for that. Uh, we will be revisiting it soon enough. With that said, I think that wraps up our house cleaning for the week. I uh, hope everyone's having a wonderful day or night or evening or morning, whenever you may be listening to this. Perhaps you're enjoying a nice cup of coffee or enjoying a nice, very boring drive to work. Uh, regardless, we got a fun episode for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, for those of you listening at FringeRadioNetwork.com as well as ParatruthRadio.com, Let's get ready to expose some lies. Now Paratree presents The Devil's Tunes with special guest Mary Kelly. So music has had a positive influence on people, groups, and individuals over the years, inspiring many to reach higher, to go further, and dig deeper within themselves. Music has helped shape modern America, the likes of Louis Armstrong, Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, and many more, each placing their mark in music history. However, though music has always been influential, it isn't always good. And so it is in many stories creeping through the paranormal pipeline. Over the years, we have heard stories about individuals who have been negatively impacted by music. Some even claim that music or specific songs can open doors to negative entities and start both physical and spiritual struggles with demonic forces. Today, we're going to hear one such story from our friend, Mary Kelly. All right, Mary Kelly, welcome to Paratruth Radio. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. I'm enjoying the weather. It finally let up on the humidity. Yeah, it, it's 
turning it back up here in North Dakota. So <laughs> I, I feel your yeah, pain. It's East Coast stuff over here in the DMV. Uh, yeah. So it's always humid in the you know in the summertime. So yeah. I'm just happy that I was able to go outside and not instantly be moist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get started, I wanted to uh, give you a chance to tell everybody a little bit about uh, how you got on this journey because you have a cool story and I really wanted to, you to tell us all about it. Uh, but uh, kind of give us a background and I know you have your own podcast, so I want to give you a chance to uh, tell everybody how you got started with that as well. Okay, well, let's start from the beginning. I've been doing uh, online radio since 2005, but I started Next Chapter Radio Network uh, in 2013-14. And I actually teamed up with someone that you know very well, Justin Fowle yeah. of the Fourth Watch Radio Network. Yeah, when he was actually with someone else, he didn't even have his own. Oh wow! <laughs> and uh, we talked. Yeah, we talked for a while, and I had him on the show. I think maybe once or twice. And I was disbanding uh, my secular side of Next Chapter Radio Network because I could just feel God's call on my heart. Like, okay, you've been in the street too long. Time for you to come in the house. Okay, the street lights are on. It's time for you to come in. So um, 2014, I pretty much dissolved uh, what I had, and I had a panel of like five people. I told them no more secular Next Chapter Radio Network. So all the foul language, all of this, all of that, that's gone. Uh, it's going to be a Christian network, and uh, I just feel God leading, that, leading me in that direction. And what happened was I lost everybody. <laughs> I lost everybody. Everybody <laughs> left. Wow. We can't, you know, you know, we can't talk like this, and no, I can't do the show. So, I mean, no big deal. I mean, it kind of was hurtful, but, you know, what, uh, what, what, what God was doing was purging. So he got rid of the person that, the people that were there, and he put Justin there, which was really funny. And then, you know, we, I took down my next chapter radio network. I put that on hiatus, and we started the Fourth Watch Radio Network. And uh, basically, he always liked that, I guess that fourth watch thing. So we went with that and we started doing shows on the actual network. He had his, I had mine, uh, but it still came under the network. But as God would have things happen, he started going in one direction. I started going in another, but we still pray for one another. We still wish every, you know, each other well, we bless every, you know, we bless each other and we have each other's back and his ministry is doing well. Mine is doing well and we still keep in touch. So he has his fourth watch radio network. I'm back to Next Chapter Radio Network, so I'm starting from scratch again. And it's been a slow go because of, uh, you know, it's just it's just one of those type of things. Well, make it a long story short, which is too long already. Uh, I had somebody listening to the show. It was a lawyer in Atlanta. Did not know this woman was listening to it. Apparently, she's some big-time lawyer, and she really enjoyed the show. And she ended up uh, getting me into, you know, maybe you should write a book about your experiences. I think you have a story to tell. I'm telling her I know I'm not a writer. She's saying, but you can learn. And next thing you know, I'm writing a book. Uh, okay. And the next <laughs> thing you know, I'm writing a book about um, me being a preacher's kid. For those of you who don't know, I'm a preacher's daughter. Okay. And all of the stuff I got into. And one of the things that I guess you guys are more interested in is one of the chapters that's in the book. Actually, it's two chapters in the book that deal with uh demonic appearances that happened because of my disobedience. Mm -hmm. So this is where we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we are right now. And matter of fact, 
We're going to be doing a show um, later on tonight for our community therapy, but that's neither here or there. But, uh, yeah, that's where that's what's up right now is I'm doing, uh, I guess you could say the, uh, the book is basically about me being disobedient and me getting delivered from my disobedience. So the name cool. of the book is from disobedience to deliverance. And, uh, you know, story of a preacher's kid. So that's it in a nutshell, even though that nutshell is kind of big. <laughs> that's all right. Eric's always a big nutshell if I ask him a question, it's, so don't feel bad. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I you know, try to put it <laughs> Well, first and foremost, good luck on your book. We're going to be praying about that for you. Uh, okay. and congr- yeah, and congratulations on sticking to the podcasting and just moving on on your own. Cause I know, uh, when trials come along, many people tend to just kind of drop the towel and walk away, you know? So, uh, congratulations for keeping it going. And even though it's tough now, I know you know, and our listeners and most of them know, God will be with you and continue moving you forward. So good luck with all of that. <clears throat> Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm not by myself. God did grow it. You know, I have two right. uh, wonderful guys that, you know, co-hosts that are with me, uh, Tori, Lion, and uh, Phil Williams with One to Make a Difference. I even have an intern now. So God did multiply it, and he's growing it at his pace, and I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. Cool. So, cool. It's awesome. a beautiful thing. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so now the reason we have you on there, there's a little discussion between you and Justin about how music happened to have a negative influence on you at one point in your life. Oh, yeah. And oh, so, yeah. yes, <laughs> this is actually interesting because it's something that we've come across. Uh, it's kind of come down the paranormal pipeline uh, more, uh, I guess, more often over the last couple of years and it has you know back in the 90s or early 2000s so it's really interesting that more people are coming out and saying how music has impacted them negatively mm-hmm. so if you will and you're willing can you just please share your story with us and tell us exactly what happened okay um i will share the one that happened when i was between the age of 14 and 15 All right. i did have one that happened again when I was about 19 and um, but 14, 15 is the predominant one where it really got freaky and it was my first experience. I am, again, a preacher's daughter and being a preacher's daughter, you don't play any secular music in the house. It wasn't allowed. The house was dedicated to God. My father was very stern and strict on that. He used to always tell me, you don't know what that music is. Don't play that music, blah, blah, blah. You know, when you're 14, 15 years old, you don't really listen. <laughs> you, know, you just don't really listen. You're like, okay, the old man doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, my parents had me kind of late in life. So, you know, I'm thinking, the old man doesn't know what's going on. You know, man, you don't know what he's talking about. This is just nothing. Well, to and be fair, to at 36-year-old, I'm I'm still not listening to my father. But yeah. that's another hero there. <laughs> I'm telling you, I didn't start listening until I got in my 40s, okay? Um, so, but that's a different story for another time with DJing and all of that. Um, but in this case, what I would do, I was privy enough to have a boombox. Uh, I think my brother bought it for me or something like that. And I had a boombox, and I saved up my little allowances and whatnot, and I would buy cassette tapes. I'm dating myself, okay? <laughs> cassette tapes, all right? And I would take the cassette tapes, and I would mix it in with the gospel tapes, my parents never really went in my room, looked at everything that was going on. So they pretty much, you know, I had my whole, my headboard 
filled with cassette tapes, so they didn't know what was secular and what wasn't. They just assumed that all of it was gospel music, okay? Mm-hmm. So I would wait for them on Saturdays after I did my chores to go to the grocery store, which is every Saturday. And when they would leave, I would look out the picture window at the front window just to make sure they were gone because I know I can't play that music in the house. Talk about a sneaky kid. I was a sneaky kid. When you're a preacher's kid, you become very sneaky, okay? So, because you got to, you know, you want to do everything else the kids do, other kids do, and, you know, you got to be a little bit, you know, so (laughs) creative in your sneakiness. So I would wait for them to leave, and when I knew they were gone, I would run back to my room, grab the boombox, and grab my cassette tapes. But this one Saturday, I did that. I waited. Ten minutes went by. Okay, I know for I know for sure they're gone. It's been 10 minutes. Okay. Now, this was back in the 80s. Okay. This was in the 80s. I go back and I get the boom box. I bring all the cassette tapes out. I plug it in. I'm getting all of my tapes. I had LTD, Prince, Quiet Riot. I had, you know, just a, <laughs> a, a plethora of, of different types of genres of music. Okay. So I'm playing all of this stuff. And this was during the Footloose era where, you know, you're dancing around the floor, you got your white socks on and your, <laughs> your, your jeans and your, you got the, you know, the broom handle and you're singing, you're singing to the crowd, you know, you just dancing around. That's what I was doing. And I put, I put in the tape that was by Prince and it was called I Get Delirious. The name of the song was Delirious. Okay. One of the best songs. I, I love that song, but it didn't get much airplay, if any. And I was in the floor, and I would just play in it, and then I would have it blasted. And it was just dancing along, and it had that broom handle, and I was just, oh, my God, I was going. I was going into it. I was going in. And I got hot. I was like, whoo, I need something to drink. And, <laughs> and so I put the broom down. I left the music playing. And the way our house is, my dad built this house. It's a little small bungalow. You walk in the front door, and you got living room and dining room. It's open air. And then when you go to the dining room, there's a hallway to your right. As I was leaving from the, di- from the living room and going to the, through the dining room to hit the kitchen, which was straight ahead, I happened to look to my right down the hall. That's when hell came to visit me, okay? I looked to the right, and there was this thing. I would not wish anybody, even the people that's in hell right now, I would not wish for them to see this thing. Okay, your worst enemy, I would not wish for them to see this thing. This thing was from floor to ceiling, and it was hunched over, which means it was probably bigger than that, but it made itself fit that Mm -hmm. area as far as the height from floor to ceiling. It was a blackness that I've never seen before in my life, but it was an ashiness to it, but it wasn't an ashiness. The color was just unfamiliar, but void of color, you know, it was just the craziest, darkest thing I've ever seen, but I could see every detail of it. Strange, weird. And as it's standing there looking at me, I'm going to describe what this thing looks like from the feet. It looked like a whole fleet, uh, feet, a foot. So it was a whole foot. It had the calf of a man. and had the thighs of a man. had kneecaps. But it was slightly bent. This thing was muscular. There was not an ounce of fat on it. Do you hear me? Mm. Muscular. You could see the muscular detail in this thing. And as and you could see the little hairs on its leg. That's, that's why I said it was so strange. 
because I could see every detail from where I was, and it was at the end of the hallway. And it was black, but a different type of black. Mm-hmm. So as I'm looking at this thing, and I go up to the waist, the waist is that of a man, okay? But it's not, I know this is not a man. You keep going up, and you see the six-pack or the eight-pack. You can see every detail, all the ridges, everything. You can even see the side muscles. That thing, like, like I said, it had no fat on it. It was completely muscular. And it was just standing there, hunched over, and you could see the pecs on it, and you could see the hair on it. But it wasn't a lot of hair. It was just light hair. But you, when I say light, it wasn't, like, thick. You could mm-hmm. see it. You knew it was there. But it wasn't to the point where you, it was obstructing the vision of the actual muscles. Okay. okay. The arms on this thing <laughs> was, like, really skinny but muscular. Long arms. The hands. I've never seen hands that big in before my life. You know, like um, like you see uh, the old Dracula movie, the very yeah, first one, yeah. where his hands were all like you Best know, crunch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, his hands were like that. But they, and like I said, this thing was black, all black, and okay. they were big like that. The nails on that thing was sharp, pointy. You could tell they were thick, and they were black as well. Okay, man, <laughs> move on up. The skin, matter of fact, let me, let me just say this. The skin on this thing, even though it was muscular, was like scaly. Mm-hmm. It was like a scaly lizard type of thing, you know? And as I move up to the chest and then the neck, you know, the neck was kind of long. He's hunched over. His shoulders weren't that wide because he, he was kind of hunched over like he was trying to fit into that area of space. Now, let's get to the head. The head. This thing... Its head was like a wolf, but it wasn't a wolf. It was like, you've seen the movie Aliens, kind of pointy, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like Aliens. It was the weirdest, pointiest snout I have ever seen. It had canines, but the canines were extremely long. The, even the front teeth were, because he, he, was, he, was, he was looking at me. <laughs> you know, he was looking at me, and you could see the teeth and the canines, and, you know, the front canines, and... Those things were just long. And his snout was like that of a wolf, but you could see the little wrinkles in it, in the nose bridge, nose part. And it was kind of like a canine nose, but not really. It's hard for me to, uh, to, to, to picture this, I mean, to <laughs> explain this. The ridge of the nose was just really long. The eye, and his head sloped back at like a 45-degree angle. Forehead sloped back, 45-degree angle. The eyes on this thing were like cue balls that you would use to play pool. Yellow with a red dot. His pupil was a red dot. The ears on this thing, have you ever pet a dog and his ears go back? Mm-hmm. You know, his ears kind of laid back. They were like that, but they were really long and pointed and sticking past the head. Okay? Okay. And he had wings. This thing had wings. Huh. When I it had had wings in his back, and that those wings went from the top of his head to mid calf, they were huge, and he just stood there and he looked at me, and I it, it just seemed like forever. Do you hear me? It seemed like forever, ever, and I was just standing <laughs> there looking at it, and it was looking at me, and the music is just blazing, it's just blazing, and I I got to my senses and I'm like, you can't just stand here. And just stare at this thing. You got to do something. All these thoughts started flooding through my mind. 
Daddy said not to play this music in the house. This is probably what he was talking about. I need to get out of this house, but I can't leave the music on. Oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> so I decided to just slowly walk past the entrance as if I'm going to the kitchen, straight through the dining room. I get to the kitchen. I'm no longer hot and I'm no longer thirsty. Forget that. Okay? <laughs> the focus now is getting out alive. All right? Getting out alive. So I know I have to go back the way I came because I can't leave that boot box on in the living room. I can't do it. My parents come home. This thing will be just blazing. I can't do that. I got to turn it off, which means I got to go back the way I came. This thing might, I don't know where it is. It might be right next to the hallway, right to the entrance. I don't know where it is now. It's out of sight. So I build up the nerves, and I slowly walk to the entrance, which is just going out of the kitchen into the dining room. And I look down the hall, and I can't see it. It's not there. Now my mind is racing. Where is it? <laughs> okay. Is it in my room? Is it coming up behind me? Is it coming up through the den and kit- going through the kitchen and coming up behind me? Is it, is it going to just, you know, as I'm looking at it, am I going to look for it? There is it. In the living room. I mean, now my mind is just running. But I knew enough to get out of the house. The atmosphere in that house was so heavy, it was so dense and so dark, I can't explain what it felt like, okay? I walked over to the boombox. I didn't care if my parents saw the boombox. I just knew I had to get it out. I just had to turn it off. I turned it off. I had no shoes on, and I wasn't going back in my bedroom to get it because that means I had to go down the hall. Forget about it. I'm just going to walk out with my socks. (laughs) (laughs) So I leave the house. It's beautiful out, crystal clear day, about 78 degrees, there's no humidity, it's beautiful, okay? And I walked to my aunt's house. I closed the door, locked it, of course, walked to my aunt's house in my white socks, my jeans, and my T-shirt. And I'm walking up this, you know, this country road, which is only, she's only like maybe 300 feet away from me, three to 500 feet. I go to her house, and she's going, where's your shoes? I'm like, oh, you know, I just decided to walk over here barefoot. She goes, Ah, oh, you kids, you kids nowadays. And so I asked my <laughs> asked for my cousin. She said, oh, he's in the back. I refused to go home. I got my cousin. We went out on the, on the uh, front porch so I could see my parents come home. It wasn't long. My parents came home. I asked my aunt, could I use your phone? She said, sure. I called my dad. I said, daddy, can you come get me? He goes, yeah, where are you? I'm over at my aunt's house. You know, my aunt Sissy's house. And he goes, why don't you just walk home? Because it was that close, right? Mm-hmm. And I go, no, can you just come get me? Can you just come get me? It's like, okay. I think he knew because when they walked in, they probably seen the boom box and all the cassette tapes and whatnot. <laughs> and he came and he got me. And he looked down and he goes, where's your shoes? I said, they're in the house. He goes, well, go in there and get them. I said, no, they're in our house. And so as we're cruising home, because you don't really need to drive fast, you're only 300, 500 feet away. He goes, uh, you saw something in the house, didn't you? I said, yeah. He says, I told you, don't play that music in the house. This music is demonic. It is of Satan. It is not of God. When you play that music, you are celebrating them, and things will show up. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. It's there, and you need to understand that. You need to start listening to what I'm saying. And I just sat there in the car with my head down. We pull into the driveway. He gets out the car, goes in the house, no problem. I'm hesitant. <laughs> I don't want to go back in there. I don't want to go back in. I don't want to go back in. So I go in, 
and the atmosphere is light. It's real light again. I go in, my mom's in the kitchen, she's looking at me, she gives me that look like, you got caught, didn't you? That was up, didn't you? Without even saying a word, just, you know, that look that a mother can give you. Yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah. look is unmistakable for sure. That look your mother can give you, yeah, without <laughs> saying a word, you know. She could say a whole paragraph with just one look. <laughs> so I grab my boom box, I grab the cassette tapes, and I stand at the end of the hallway, and I'm like, I gotta walk down here. Oh, goodness, oh, goodness. You know, and so I'm slowly walking down, Slowly walking down the hallway, I get to the part where where the demon was, and I'm standing right in that spot. And to the left is my room, to the right is my mother's room, straight ahead is the bathroom. It's a small bundle. And I make that left, and I go to my room, put all the stuff in there, and I cut out of my room and cut through the den, and my dad's laying there. And I think it finally hit me that this is deeper than I ever imagined. But do you not know? that I was still hard-headed. I didn't listen to that music for a while, for like a few weeks. Notice I said a few weeks. <laughs> and then I went right mm-hmm. back to it again. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. I went right back to it again. I don't think people understand that... I used to also DJ. That music that is secular has a demonic influence. Whatever that music is intended for you to do, you would do. That's why there's certain music that when you play in the car, next thing you know, you're going 95 miles an hour. There's other music that will have you getting busy with somebody. You know, babies are being made off of. That's the, that's that demonic spirit that is with those songs that people don't even realize that drives you to do the things that you do that you would not ordinarily do. Secular music has demons with it. And people don't realize they have demons with it. You know, you wonder why? Certain rap music at one point, you know, West Coast, East Coast, they were shooting each other and all this other nonsense. Mm-hmm. That's the mind. Music makes you do stuff. If you don't believe me, put on Team Spirit <laughs> by Nirvana and watch what happens to people. Okay? Put on certain songs that is, that is memorable and watch what people do. Watch how they act. Watch how they move. The music that is being played in the secular world, the demons that are with it also drive the dances that they do that we do here on, on the uh, natural plane. The people don't even realize the dances, secular dances that they do are actually demonic moves that was put there that was influenced by the demons that are on the music. People don't even realize what they do in the master room. They don't realize what they do with the masters now. At one point, which I'm sure you guys probably heard on Zodiac Record when the guy was saying they go to the, you know, they go to the room and they do some spells on the, mm-hmm. on the master. Well, it's a little bit different now. They don't have to go to the room. <laughs> they don't go to the room anymore. And, and they just do what they need to do with that master right then and there. And the beautiful thing, but, but, but the beautiful thing with what they're doing, and it's not beautiful, it's a beautiful curse, actually. What they're doing is the demons are not just trapped on the medium it, it itself. It can be in the airways, which is what Satan is anyway. He's the prince of the airways. Right. You know, so people don't understand that you don't have to buy the album anymore. You can just download a demon now. <laughs> <laughs> download a demon. That's great. I never, I never heard of it quite like that. <laughs> Download a demon. You can YouTube a demon. <laughs> you know, Spotify, Spotify, whatever you want to call it. You have a demon. <laughs> you know, you can iTunes a demon. 
I mean, it doesn't matter. If you can get a hold of the secular music, you can bring that demon into your house, into your atmosphere. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And just because you stop playing it right then and there doesn't mean it's gone. People got to understand this. We live in a spiritual world. We are spiritual beings in a dirt sack. Okay. And you need to understand that what happened to me that day was something showed up. They said, okay, you want to get that? We getting down? Okay, come on, let's go. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to show up because you really, you really worship me. As I was dancing around the floor and pretending to sing and all that kind of stuff to Prince Delirious in 1999 we promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. I'm not sure. But I know Delirious was out. Controversy, I think, was coming out. I had all the prints, by the way. I had all, I had so much music with me. And, you know, as I'm standing there and I'm doing that, do you know that's a form of worship? You're worshiping, you're not worshiping, you're worshiping Satan. I mean, people just don't get it. (laughs) They just don't get it. So that was one instance that happened. Another instance I don't think we got time for. All right. Well, one thing I wanted to ask is, I mean, music is a very powerful thing. I mean, regardless of whether you're listening to it to uplift yourself or to take your mind off things, anything like that. Um, the one thing that uh, jumps to mind, just because I'm a skeptical mind at heart, um, you know, did you guys ever have anything happening like that before that that incident or was this that first time for you? First time. First time? Okay. It was the first time. Yeah. This was a, here's the thing, you know, again, this was the first time it happened to me, but I noticed that things like that happen to me when I'm very disobedient. Things show up. Okay. Um, Disobedience is, you know, you're going against God, but you're, you're worshiping something else. I mean, come on. (laughs) If you're not, if you're being disobedient to one thing, you're being obedient to another. Okay. Right. And, you know, that's the way to, but no, and nothing ever like that ever showed up in the house. Okay. Never. Well, actually, now that you had mentioned the disobedience thing, because that was something I wanted to bring up as well, uh, and just get your thought on it. Um, I mean, you, you're saying that it was the music that brought on this demonic entity, but at the same time, you disobeyed your father. And we see in the Bible that when one of God's children disobey him. He allows certain things to happen, whether it be an evil entity to uh, to harm them, such as Job, uh, or he just allows certain things to happen. So can you honestly 100% say that it is the music that brought about this entity, or was it just, just disobeying your father and God saying, well, no, this is what's going to happen when you disobey? 
No, I, I can't say it's the music. Yeah, I mean, this has happened. Like I said, this happened to me twice, but I know of, of two other accounts. Mm-hmm. Same demon showed up in a club. Same demon. Same demon. This time, everybody in the club saw it. Wow. <laughs> same demon showed up months later. It was like in August when that when this happened to me. It was like maybe in the spring when this mm-hmm. happened to the club people that were celib- that were in the club on a Sunday getting down with the get down. Let me tell you, same when they described that thing, I told my dad, I said, that's the same demon that was in the house. And that story is totally crazy. And that club is no longer in existence. Nobody went back to that club after that. It wasn't just one person <laughs> that saw it. It was everybody, including the DJ. I mean, everybody was scattering. The ones that could, the other ones that felt like they were trapped, did not go anywhere. They were like, okay, if we get up out of this table, from under the table, this thing is going to see us. That thing stayed there for a while, and it was dancing with someone. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy what transpired. So, no, this is not, it's not disobedience. And it, it does stem from the music, and it really doesn't matter what type of music you play when it comes down to secular music, whether it's country music, rock music, R&B, hip-hop, trap music, which they have out now, you know. All of that, whether it's rave, techno, hip hop, mm-hmm. I said that before, go go, it doesn't matter. Blues, <laughs> it doesn't matter. If it's not glorifying God, who do you think is glorifying? Who's getting mm-hmm. the worship from that? You know, so there's spiritual things that transpire with the things that we do. We're not just doing things, just do things. Things are, you know, we have a spirit in us, and this is a spiritual world, and that spiritual world can come over to the physical realm and show itself if it chooses to. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. So, I, I've struggled. Yeah, yeah I, it's amazing. It's, it's, it, man, being a DJ, I feel really bad <laughs> that I was a DJ because I've put a lot of people in harm's way. When you understand how the spiritual world works, you understand that you were a proponent or a catalyst. You were using the music to get people to react and the music that I played was hip hop, R and B, a little bit of rock, uh, more um, house music and stuff like that. Very sexualized um, and things of that nature. It caused people probably to commit fornication, you know, which is a demon, um, adultery, rape, murder. Think about it. Lust. Think about it. I mean, these are not of God. You know, these feelings are not of God. So the music will make you feel certain things, but that's not music. The music itself, even the rhythm pattern, I could get into all of that as far as the rhythm pattern. There's a certain rhythm pattern that is used in secular music that is not used in true Christian gospel music. And mm-hmm. that's why, you know, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's, that's why I'm really leery of some of the music that's out here right now because sometimes you can't tell the gospel music or the Christian music from the secular music. Right. Let me ask Yeah, let me ask you one more question here before we let you go. Um this is something that's actually come up on a number of forums, uh Christian forums, uh especially within the paranormal community. There are people out there that say there's only a specific type and don't I am not exactly sure what type, but a specific type of Christian music that is okay to listen to. But any other Christian music such as um Casting Crowns for example, isn't actually worshiping God, that's demonic music. Okay. Is that something now in that respect? Because I mean, personally, Casting Crowns, I find them to be one of the best Christian bands out there today. 
Um, but is that something you agree with or do, do you have a different opinion on that kind of thing? Like, is there a specific brand of music that is, oh, this is the type of music that is only for God and that any other Christian music outside of this isn't of God? Um, see, I think what we, what you're trying, uh, what the, the forum is saying is that, you know, is there certain genres of music that can be of God and certain genres that's not? Yeah. You can sing about God in any genre. Provided that you're singing about God. Okay. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Now, there's a difference between Christian inspirational music and gospel music. Mm-hmm. Gospel music has the gospel in it. Kind of like David. Okay. Um, David was a psalmist. You know, mm-hmm. he sung songs and whatnot to the Lord. Uh, would we call him a Christian artist? So right now, probably. <laughs> okay. He made up songs to the Lord, but he specifically sung about God. Mm-hmm. Specifically, okay. Um, you do have some Christian artists that blur the lines, like your Lecrae and whatnot. They blur the lines, you know. They they really um, they put themselves in it in in the music as well. That to me is, uh, you know, right. I don't think there's one genre or another genre that is not. I, this is touchy because see, here's the thing. I, I really want to say what I want to say. But I know there's it's your show, so. Well, first and foremost, I really want. I I want to tell you that we're not worried about offending anybody or what have you. We say what's on our minds, and you know if the people like it, fine. If not, that's okay too. So speak your mind. I have no problem with that. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say this. You do not want to take what the world does and try to make it gospel or Christian (laughs) or inspirational. Don't do it. Because it carries that same rhythm pattern, frequency, and everything with it. It's just like Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin took R&B music and then made stuff and everything else, which really was stuff from the Parliament Funkadelics, and made it Christian and Christian music. And people embraced it. But you don't realize what you're listening to. The first thing you do when you hear that music is you don't think of Jesus Christ. You think of the Parliament Funkadelics. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, wait a minute. Oh, okay, all right. This is, okay, this is okay. This is George Clinton. Okay, but he just changed the words. Oh, this is good. No, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. That's not good. Okay, that's that's the turd in the punch bowl. That's what he just did. Okay, he didn't type fusion. He put a turd in the punch bowl. Okay, you can't drink that now. It's it's, it's contaminated. <laughs> it's contaminated. And what's what people do? And they do because they're trying to, you know, they. They get on secular labels. And and I tell you something, if anybody is listening and you're a Christian artist, do not get on a major label. Start your own and stay true to the word of God. That's all I can tell you. Because the moment you go over to like places like RCA, MCA, Sony or whoever, okay, Virgin or whoever, Jive or whoever, is the moment that you come under that umbrella. And you're going to have to do what they say do, dress the way they dress. And, you know, put out the music they want you to put it out the way they want you to put it out. That's why you see a lot of Christian artists and gospel artists. You can't tell who's Christian and who's gospel. I'm, I'm telling you, if you were to meet these people on a regular basis who's walking around, you would not know any different. Mm-hmm. We, as, we as, as children of God are supposed to stand out. We're not supposed to blend in. 
But that's what it, that's what's happening. So when it comes down to that music thing, I'll be honest with you, you don't want to do what the world does. Your sound should be totally different from the world. Totally different from the world. The world should be totally different from the world. It should not be mimicking what the world does. But the reason why a lot of bands, a lot of people like it, because it's familiar, you know, it's got that secular mm-hmm. feel, you know. A lot of us used to be in the world, and now we're not of the world, but we remember what that world was like. Right. Like, I can remember, you know, the music I played. I remember Led Zeppelin that I used to get high to, and the Deep Purple and the Sea Star and all of that. I remember all that stuff, you know. So if somebody were to take that music or that, that pattern or cream or whatever and, and put that to a Christian music or whatever, I, I know it instantly. But mm-hmm. what do you think is making me remember that? So that demon is, that demon is, I'm serious. Don't think this stuff goes away. It doesn't. It doesn't. This is, people don't know the Pandora's box, they open. They really don't. Yeah. Well, and Pandora didn't know with the box that she was opening when she opened it. So there you How go. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it's that? really interesting that you had a story that corroborates with yours where it wasn't just you that saw this. A completely set of other people had saw this uh, demon. So I think that that brings a lot of a lot more truth to your story. I mean, it truly does because it, it's not just you saying it. Because if it's just you saying it, most people will say, "Oh, she's not. She was seeing things. Don't worry about it." You know, it, it was just something that you saw. Now, why do we do that? Well, why do we do that? Why do we do that? Why do we dismiss that which is spiritual, but we don't dismiss that which is scientific? Why is it that we say seeing things instead of vision? Why, do we, why is it that we say hallucination instead of vision? You know, that God allowed you to see something that you would not normally see, and then we throw a pill on it, <laughs> yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and put you in an institution because God allowed you to see something, but because the scientific world does not really you know, support, you know, the spiritual world, then, right. you know, I mean, it's, why, why do we do that? And we seem to, we run away from that which we are. We're spiritual beings. We run away from that in which we are. Because Satan has worked <laughs> very hard over thousands of years to cloud everyone's mind and make them believe that they're not spiritual and that the spiritualism does not exist. Because, you know, Satan doesn't want people to know that he's out there. If they did, then there'd be more Christians possibly Mm -hmm. so yeah people just have clouded minds now they'll do anything they've been trained and conditioned over many 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 years to ignore any possibility of god hence the reason why they constantly just say no there's no such thing as visions or no you know there's no such thing as god because science can't prove it or this can't prove it or you're what you're saying isn't true and so on and so forth i have arguments with scientists all the time or people who are scientific i should say they're not fun conversations by any means. They're always quick oh. to cut throat and, you know, it's, it's rough. But, uh, hey, nonetheless, as long as brothers and sisters stick together, we keep on moving forward. Well, that. the one thing that I do like is that there are a lot of – I shouldn't say a lot of scientists. There are some scientists, especially quantum physics scientists, that are coming out and saying, yes, there there has to be a creator because there this is just not a, a random occurrence like it was programmed to do this and there had to have been somebody behind the programming 
So why do we think it was just this random, oop, there's a fart in the universe and now everything is created? Um, <laughs> and I was, I was at that point in my life too where I wasn't sure what was going on, but there came a point where I came back and I'm like, there's gotta be something more to it than just randomness. And, you know, once we die, we're, we're done. There's nothing more to it. What's the point in life then if that's all there is to it? Yeah. And, you know, and then that's the only time that we, we, <laughs> we believe it is if it's been vindicated by a couple of eggheads. Well, I mean, I just, yeah, <laughs> I, I do agree there. Yeah. And, <laughs> and know, I, mean, I mean, I, what makes, what makes them right? You know, they're human beings who are flawed just like we are. They got to be judged. Just like we got to be judged. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Your breath is not even yours. Your breath belongs to God. Once you take that dirt nap, as Paul would say, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Of course you're present with the Lord. You're being judged. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. I think the issue so, is so many of these people believe that seeing is believing, but they never take the moment to realize that the science that they believe in they never actually saw. A lot of it is just speculation and theory. And I think once they're finally able to get that through their mind and realize, well, hey, this science isn't actually proving anything. It's all just speculation. Then they start to question other possibilities and the existence of God and so on and so forth. So I think it's just on our part to keep on pushing and saying, you know, explaining who God is and then pray for them to for God to finally lead them to that one truth that they are searching for. You know, they didn't have this problem back in the Old Testament. God showed up in big ways. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. I thought you, you know, were going to steal a line was, from Santa Claus where you, you were going to say, seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. And truly, that is that is how you should be looking at it. Believing is seeing. Just because you see it, you still don't believe it. Like I just made this comment to Eric on Facebook the other day. Uh, the second, Je- second coming of Jesus could come and he would come down from the heavens and people would look at him and be like, that's CGI. Look at that man. He's just coming down. It's a hologram. It's a hologram. Nobody would believe it because honestly, we've become so desensitized to so many different things now that we don't even believe what's right in front of our faces. Unless you got the spirit of the spirit of God in you, you'll know. Well, right. You'll know. I mean, according to the scripture, you know, when he comes, we shall beat him in the air. So I'm going by what scripture says now. If something happens to show up, it's saying that it's God, and I ain't, and I haven't ascended anywhere yet. Be <laughs> 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 like, okay, now I know this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the first trumpet done rolled. The first trumpet done went off, and I didn't do the second one. So I mean, <laughs> something should be happening right now. I should be, you know, should be caught up to meet. We shall be changed in the twinkling of an eye. We should, you know, we should meet him in the air. We should be changed just like that. So I'm, a, I'm a little confused when people, you know, you're going, you're going to know. That's all I'm gonna say. You're going to know one oh, way or the yeah. other. You're going to know. So. I mean, let the spectators have their speculations. You keep that. Go ahead with your standards and try to measure that up to God's standards. See who wins. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hear you there. <laughs> you know, so, 
But, you know, with the demonic thing, I'm going to be honest with you, like I said, I, I don't wish anybody to see what I saw. Um, I wouldn't even want the most horrid person who has done the worst things known to man to even see it because um, that wasn't for a 14 to 15 year old to see. I should not have seen it. Mm-hmm. Right. But it took drastic things in order for me. Maybe God said, okay, I'm going to let you see what you're doing. I'm going to let you see what you're doing. Your head is hard. So I'm going to let you see yeah. what you're doing. You know, so he lifts his hand off a little bit, let me see a little bit, and scared the bejeebies out of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, now here I am at age 50, going on 51, telling the story of, of of this i could really get into the music thing i mean i don't know you guys don't have that much time and i got a show i need to do in a few <laughs> but i tell you um you know i'd love to come back and talk about the music thing i mean we need to break that thing down being a dj we we know how to manipulate people on the floor mm-hmm. um to do what we want to do you know to make people do what we want them to do but we think it's us making them do what we want to do no it's the music that we play, we know exactly what music to play to make people act the way we want them to act. You know, if mm. we want to thin out the floor, we know what to play. If we want to pack it, we know what to play. If we want to get the women on the floor, we know what to play. In other words, we know what demon to pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which demon am I going to pick? Let me look at my crate. <laughs> 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 well, I would love to definitely get you back on to to talk more about it. Um, but yeah, you're right. We do have to let you go. So I wanted to give you a chance to tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, if you want to plug the the book, if it's coming up soon, um, anything Shameless you want to give. Plug. Shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> you can catch uh, <laughs> me or Tory Lyon or Phil Williams or Dr. Drayvon James at uh, Next Chapter Radio. Network or ncrnetwork.com. You can check us out on our website, on YouTube. And we are no longer on Spreaker because we grew it. Um, so we just went straight to YouTube. We do live streaming on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Wednesdays we do have sermons. And, you know, you could just email us if you have questions, comments, concerns, or if you didn't like what I said, I don't care. You know, just email <laughs> us at uh, ncrnetworknow at gmail.com. And, uh, in case you want to get in touch with us, it's 443-840-7904. That's it. All right. All right. All right. Oh, and the book. The book's supposed to yep. come out in December. Oh. Call from Disobedience to Deliverance. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and coming on with us, and uh, hopefully we'll get you on again soon. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. I want to thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to tell my story and everything, and Hopefully it touched somebody and made somebody go, hmm, <laughs> you know, and think a little bit. And, you know, read your Bible. And, and for those who are on the fence about things, read your Bible. Read the Word of God. Look it up. Google it, you know. <laughs> Google it. Is secular music satanic? I mean, just what does the Bible say about secular music? I mean, it, there's scriptures in there. Define it so. But I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. Right. And you have a good night. All right. You take care. Bye-bye. 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 All right, folks. Uh, we have let Mary Callie go, but stay tuned. We're going to be going into our post-show. Uh, excellent guest, and I-, I loved talking to her. She's definitely a very animated person, so I'm I'm glad we were able to get her on. <laughs> so uh, we are going to skip to break, but like I said, stay tuned. We're going to go into the post-show. We'll be right back with Paratruth Radio. Hey, this is Eric. 
and you're about to listen to the audio trailer of my short film, The Revealed, which is now streaming worldwide. Check it out at ericscareback.com, parachuteradio.com, and YouTube. The links are provided in the description of this episode. Start from the beginning. When did it all begin? Hello? Are you okay? That old growth church. This has led many scholars to question whether the God that we serve is truly omnipotent, omniscient, spiritual, or simply a New Age extraterrestrial. While others are led to question, are we truly alone in the universe? So, these dreams... They're different this time around. What's up, folks? Welcome back to Paratooth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we were just talking with Mary Kelly and basically the influence or the negative influence that music can have uh, on the population and on individuals by opening doors to demonic entities. Very, very interesting conversation and a fun conversation. Uh, let me tell you something. Mary Kelly is one heck of a storyteller, yeah. <laughs> really painting the visuals for you. The, de- the description of the demon is pretty spot on. I could de- cool. definitely yeah. take a lesson from her in how I'm going to be writing my book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very nicely done. Um, <clears throat> but so here we are in the post show. Uh, most of the time we, we really discuss our final views on the entire conversation that we had with our guests or on the topic that we're covering. So we've already pretty much done most of that. But I think in the end, I mean, where, where do you stand on this line? Because I, I know you don't stand on the same line that Mary does or, or that I do. So where, where are you standing now after hearing her view and her uh, the understanding that she presented to us? Uh, what do you think about that? Well, we've heard it, <clears throat> heard it from other individuals that we're friends with and everything. And, um, you know, I, I do believe that, uh, you can create a, a gateway or a doorway with pretty much anything. Um, music is no different. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that would say that music is just music. Um, bands and, and artists are just expressing their views, which, I agree. They're just expressing how, how they feel in their music. Um, but I do feel that maybe certain, uh, types of music can, can lead the, down that dark path. Now that's not to say I believe that all music can. Um, you know, on the contrary to what Mary Callie was saying, I don't, I don't believe that all, all secular music can, can bring you down that, that pathway. Uh, I do believe there are certain ones that can, but, um, there, there is artistic expression, but I, I think that's what a lot of it is. I don't think it's all satanic. I think there's, there are some that are, some that aren't, but most of it is artistic expression. So, um, and you know, there's a lot of people that say, you know, both music, Hollywood, um, you know, there's, they're all in this satanic cult together. Uh, you know, there have been people that say that there are members of the 
celebrity elite that are a part of the Illuminati because they're using the symbol on, on camera and on stage and all this, all other stuff. And, you know, it may be true. It may not be true. I mean, people use symbol all the time just because they think they're cool or they think right. they idolize something. Mm-hmm. Which, in which case, you know, if you're using the, the all seeing eye, that obviously symbolizes some things. Maybe it's not something you should be looking at, but it symbolizes something. But I, th- I think that again, it's artistic expression. They're just using something that they've seen. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, 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 that's where I stand on it. Uh, how about yourself? Uh, you know, I think you and I are pretty much in agreement on this one. You know, I've been listening to obviously secular music all my life, um, and as both. You know, in my, during my life as both a non-Christian and then as a Christian, uh, I have seen really no difference, uh, as of much when it comes to listening to secular music. And I think in this case, though I agree, I think some music can lead to a demonic attack. Uh, it, it really depends also very much so on your mindset. Now being a Christian and having my confidence and faith in Christ, I can listen to music with the security knowing that nothing's going to happen in a negative Nothing's going to have a negative impact on me because the Lord is with me. Uh, and this is the way I see it. If music, simply by listening to it, can have a negative influence on you and open these doors to demonic entities, then could not listening to a secular person just talk also do the same thing? Now, as Christians, we are told to have conversations with secular people to have the conversations about God and about science and so on and so forth. But how many times does that open doors to demonic entities? Now it can, it very well certainly can, but as long as you have anything can, right. But as long as you have your faith and your strength in Christ alone, then Satan cannot overcome you no matter what it is. Now you should still refrain from sin. Obviously that doesn't mean go out and get plastered drunk and start, you know, doing bad things, you know, with, with women or men, whoever you are, you know, obviously there's a very, very thick line there. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's, it's tough to say, yeah, we should only be listening to Christian music as long as it preaches the gospel and see this music is about God himself. I, I understand what Mary was saying regarding Lecrae because he's mixing his, life story, which is often about drugs and guns and gangs, uh, and, and mixing it with words and passages about God. And I see what, she, what she's saying there. Um, but like you said, I also see creative expression. I also see him telling his life story, which is one of the main things a Christian needs to be doing. Because if you just say, oh, I'm a Christian, but you don't explain where you came from, then no one really cares. But when they see the change, yes, you know, I was into drugs and I was in a gang and I was shooting people or being shot at and stuff like that. But, hey, this is what the Lord did. You know, that shows what God has really done to you in your, in your life. And so, yeah, you know, I think it really does come down to creative expression. And it really does come down to your mindset. Uh, but nonetheless, there are plenty of musicians out there who are 
practicing Satanists, who are practicing some kind of deviation, right. uh, who are adding these things into their lyrics and their music. Look at Slipknot. That's, you know, obviously demonic oriented. Uh, there's a lot of devil stuff there. Um, and we see that a lot with heavy metal and, you know, the dark metal and stuff like that. So those are things you need to pay attention to and look out for. Obviously, if there's certain, I think people have a certain threshold. Different people have different thresholds. I can handle certain movies. I can handle certain music, but there's some things I just can't handle. You know, sexual content in films. I hate it. I can't do it. If there's too much of it, I won't, I won't bother to watch the film. Violence I can handle quite easily. And there's just that threshold. We know Christians who are the same way. They can handle one thing, but they can't handle another. And that just goes to show where we are in our walk spiritually, I think, uh, and what our strengths and weaknesses are. And as long as we understand what those strengths and our weaknesses are, then we'll be okay. As long as we're not pushing and inviting these demonic entities in. Well, like I said to, said to her, uh, Music is a powerful thing. I mean, it can bring mm-hmm. you back to a memory. It can bring you back oh, yeah. to a time. Um, and in a sense, I, I get what she was saying. It can make you do things. Like, mm-hmm. for example, she brought up the whole, if you're listening to a certain song and you all of a sudden you're, you notice you're doing 98 miles an hour. I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> now, does that mean a, a demon was influencing me because the mu- that music was playing? Maybe. I, I do think that she does have a certain point um, to an extent. But at the same time, we also have free will. We have the choice to give in to that. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, a lot of people do. I mean, it, it's just one of those things that... As you have said in the past, we are fallen, broken people, and it's it's our choice to decide whether we get back up and, and put our sight where it needs to be, or continue down that same path over and over right. again. Right. I think in the end, it's very important, regardless of what you're listening to or watching, you need to be consciously and spiritually aware at all times. <clears throat> all right, folks. I think that just about wraps it up on the post show. Now, before we go, we do have a little bit more housekeeping. So, uh, as I've said numerous times in past episodes, make sure you check out FringeRadioNetwork.com, uh, RadioAndPodcast.com. We are part of those networks now. Um, we do have new sponsors. If you guys check out ParatruthRadio.com, you will see that uh, we have Loot Crate, uh, we have Gra- Grasshopper and we have BarkBox as sponsors as well as Audible, uh, still as well. So definitely check those out. Um, links are in the show notes provided below. Uh, anything further you needed to add? Uh, yeah. I mean, you guys heard again the, uh, trailer for the revealed. That link is also in the show notes. You can also check it out on paratruthradio.com or my personal website or simply just Google the reveal. Uh, you can probably Google the revealed or just go to YouTube and type in the revealed. Um, and you, you're sure to find it. So if you're interested, go ahead and check that out. Uh, I'd appreciate it and, uh, love to hear your feedback. And if you want to find him, you can find him at Two one six five. No. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> just kidding, folks. Uh, you can email him at ericskerback at gmail dot com if you just want 
uh, say something to him specifically about the uh, film, or you can get in contact with us. Um, if we covered something and we need more knowledge on it, please email us. Uh, if you agree, disagree, love to hear from you and hear your thoughts on it. Uh, we could even discuss it on air the next episode um, in our post show about what you had asked and what you talked about us, uh, talked to us about. So definitely get in contact with us. Um, if you're on Paratruth Radio, there's a contact button there or paratruthradio at gmail.com, whichever. And, uh, you can also comment and all that, uh, and make sure you follow, subscribe, share, like. Is there anything, any, any other things that they can click on to, to, Follow I have us no at idea, all. Man. I, I There's so know. many things I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Tweet uh, us, Facebook us, Twitter, Instagram anyway. us, Instagram us, Snappy Chat. We don't have a Snapchat. No, but we, we could get a Snapchat. We could. Um, um, let's not get a Snapchat. No. <laughs> anyway, all right, folks, that's about it for the show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to tag us and. Find us. Uh, quick note, real quick. If you do plan on putting something on another Facebook page or on a forum or something like that, just know we may not see it. It's not often that we are in the forums. Um, so please, if you are going to comment or mention something, find a more direct way to contact us, please. That'd be great. Uh, but other than that, we hope everyone has a wonderful evening or day, depending on what time it is. And uh, we hope to catch you all next week. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Pure Truth Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can find them at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and the Fringe Radio Network. Or for a one-time fix of all of your Paratruth needs, simply drop in to paratruthradio.com. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram for brand new updates on our show every day. Finally, we love bringing you fresh, entertaining media each and every week, but we can't do it without you. So please check out our Patreon account. Simply go to paratroofradio.com, click on the Patreon logo, and help us to continue bringing you the latest and greatest in paranormal research. That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. 
a new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for .com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe.